Love and light, everyone. I appreciate all of you for taking the time out to listen to what I have to say. I hope everyone is just enjoying their day. I hope you are surrounded by positive energy. If not, I'm sending you some positive healing energy your way. Please like and share. You can reach me at intuitiverealist9 at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, you can hit the star at the top and be notified when I drop some jewels. Enjoy the talk. Love and light, everyone. How is everyone today? I appreciate you all for taking out the time to listen to me and to learn with me. We're all teachers and students, always. I hope that everyone is having a great day. I hope that you're surrounded by positive energy, by positive individuals. So today, tonight, depending where you are in the world, I would like to talk about dreams and astral travel. But before we dive in, I want you to know the definition of the word dream and astral travel. A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. Astral travel is the link between astral projection and lucid dreams. The core experience of astral projection is out-of-body experiences, sleep paralysis, and wake-induced lucid dreams are very, very similar. It begins when you are half asleep in bed. You could describe this as a spirit or astral body, which is our astral body has, when we dream, our astral body has a cord that is connected to the belly button that that stay it connects to our belly button and it connects to our physical body it's connected to the astral body and the physical body and I think that's how we find our way back to our body you notice that when you wake up really quick it feels like you was just jerked back in yeah that's that feeling Did you know that when you dream, you are in a deaf state? But this is only temporary. First, there is natural sleep. Second is induced sleep, such as hypnosis and um, trance. And the third is death. And remember that you are only in this state temporarily. You're not dying. (laughs) You're not dying when you're sleeping. So in our dreams, it's the astral world, which we travel to with our astral bodies. The astral world isn't up in the sky. It's not far at all. It's actually interpenetrates the physical. It's right here. It's very, very close. Clairvoyance, like myself, we can feel it. We can touch it. We can see it. We can hear it. (laughs) It's close. It's very, very close. Many of our dreams are traced to our subconscious memory. Sometimes we have a lot of mess in our heads when we lay down, mainly earthly things that really don't have to occupy our mind. And it really, things that really is not important, although we look at them as being important, as paying bills, paying the car note, all that earthly things. And all those things, I mean, they are important. I mean, 
Yeah, a car, but you have legs. If the place is close enough, you can walk. Sometimes when people get cars, they forget to walk and go out and exercise. I have seen people literally get in the car and the store is literally two seconds away and they literally get in the car and drive to the store. Back to the dreams. I do feel that sometimes dreams can be a way that you can communicate telepathically with someone that has transitioned or someone that is still here that you haven't seen or spoke from. You just want to know if they're okay. I have those a lot. I also feel like we have two lives, living two lives, probably more than that. I think we exist simultaneously in other realms. I don't know how many. We can say two, we can say three, we can say four, we can say five, but I don't really think no one really knows. We have the life that we have in the physical and the life when we are in the astral realm. I promise some of these dreams that I have, I seriously want to stay there. It's like, it's unlike any feeling that I have had on earth. Of course, some things make me happy, make me smile joyful here on earth. My kids, you know, friends, family, um, but not like this. And it's like a euphoric state. I even have and remember dreams from my childhood. Then some dreams are terrifying. I'm gonna tell you the dream that I had the day that I was supposed to do this podcast. I had a dream that that's so weird. The day I had I was supposed to do this podcast, I had a dream and I remembered it. But another thing, the more you move, this is gonna be a note. Take this note. The more when you wake up, the more you move around the more you're going to forget your dream. If you want to remember your dreams, write them down immediately. Always have a pen and paper next to your bed so that you can write down your dreams and go back and maybe see some patterns or something. But then I'm going to tell you about the dream that I had the day I was supposed to do this dream topic. I had a dream. It was in this realm where... First off, the realm was very, it was chaotic. It was, and it's, it was chaotic and it was dark. It's always dark in your dreams. And so, um, it was this mass individual. He kind of, re- he reminded me of Jason and the, um, Freddy Cougars. And you notice that during the movie awards ceremonies, they never showed these characters' faces. They never win an award. You never know who's behind these masks. You never know. And they do that for a reason. But back to this dream, it was this man that was trying to, you know, get everybody. He didn't even have a weapon. I don't really know how he was trying to, how he was killing the people. But he was just this character. And, you know, before this character even came up the stairs where we were, somebody put a letter at the bottom of the stairs in the, um, in the screened-in porch on the table for me. And they told me that we needed to get out the house. And then a little bit after that, that's when this man came in, this, this man with the mask. It, he wasn't chasing. It was like I was the onlooker. I was... I was looking at him chasing everybody else, and I was like, their escape. I was showing them ways to escape and how to 
to not get caught because I had somebody that was protecting me. He could not come near me, but everybody else was afraid of him. I wasn't afraid because somebody had already told me he was coming. I had already hinted he was coming. It was kind of like a mission. I'm, I'm giving you this mission. This, it was weird, but um, yeah, but yeah, that was weird. And um, some dreams are just terrifying. That wasn't as scary as some of the dreams that I have. But it was pretty, it was almost there. There have been times when I have had nightmares back to back to back in these, and in these nightmares, I'm able to transport, or it's always someone with me protecting me. When I'm supposed to be the one getting hit or shot, I'm the one looking at someone else get the shot. It's like, What's, it's, it's like before something's about to happen, I kind of switch roles and kind of be on the outside looking in. It's, my dreams are very wild and vivid, and I'm sure a lot of people's are. But they're just so real. You can't tell me these places are not real. They are real. They are the reason how I come up with some of the books and the stories. I have a dream about something, and the dream was just so exciting and and I would finish off the dream by writing about it. That's where some of my characters come from, my dreams. I've dreamed of animals assisting me. I think crows and black cats are my spirit animals. I would love to find out if a dragon was one too. I love dragons, I love dragons. I've been, I've been able to fly in dreams and be totally free. I love, I love birds. That's why I love birds so much, because they are like the freest animals on planet Earth. They are so free. They can get up and, and go wherever they want in the entire world. There is no restraint. I love birds. When I get a bird, I don't even want my bird in the cage. I would like for them to fly around the house. <laughs> I don't, well, I said this before, but it's always dark in your dreams. The show Stranger Things is very close. The upside, what they call the upside down world, that's what some of my dreams look like. It looks like Earth, but it's not Earth. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. It starts, the third season starts back July 4th. I would recommend for you all to watch that. That's a very scientific, spiritual show. It really is. It's a lot of jewels in there. You are never bored in your dreams. It's always something going on. We don't even know how we get to in the dream. It's just like cutting on a movie right in the middle. Some people can do that. I can. I don't need to look at a whole movie to know what's going on. If it's like, kind of like five minutes, ten minutes in, I can probably pick up, you know, what's really going, what's going on. I love movies. The way that I look at movies is kind of from a director's, writer's standpoint. But um, I also feel that when we dream, we teleport to these planets, Jupiter, Mars, Saturn. I don't think that they have really been out of this firmament to go to these different planets. They may have pictures of them, but I don't think you can get out of here. If that was the case, everybody should be interested in going to these different planets. <laughs> I mean, really. 
the reason I say that is because I remember a dream I had. I was somewhere and it was it was orange and red sand. It looked like they were at war and they had very limited resources. I saw buildings, I saw like homes, but they weren't like, they just weren't normal. They all looked the same. I looked up and I saw Jupiter. I saw a big planet and it was Jupiter. You know, Jupiter is, Jupiter is like orange and, and brownish a little bit. And the colors was more vibrant than the pictures that NASA shows us. So I don't believe that anybody's ever been to these planets. They may, they may have pictures, but I don't think they've been. If they have, there should be way more information than what it is. I think these planets are different realms. I think that they can't be seen with the naked eye or even a 90 million dollar telescope. I don't think you can see, I think you have, people have to see it with your spiritual eyes. Dreams hold many symbolism. I think that symbolism is the true language of the soul. I have small kids that can't quite read yet, but when we got when we go out where they know based off the symbol, they know things, they know these places based off the symbolism. My kids know Walmart. They don't know how to read yet, but they know Walmart is blue and Walmart have Big, big blue sharp letters. They know that McDonald's has the big yellow M and the big red one, which equals to 13. If you ever notice, McDonald's has the number 13 embedded in their symbol. Yes, they know symbolism. I, that's how they communicate. That's how I'm starting to communicate through symbolism. <laughs> I'm not even interested in the English language anymore. Not even interested. I also want to speak about um, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. And so, um, um, a lucid dream is a dream during which the dreamer is aware that they are dreaming. I have had so many dreams to where I'm, I'm aware that I'm dreaming. And there have been dreams where <laughs> it's been so chaotic and I've been wanting to wake up and I could not wake up. <laughs> But I know it's a dream, and that's how I was able to be pushed to learn how to control them. During a lucid dream, the dreamer may gain some amount of control, what I just said, over the dream characters, narrative, and environment. However, this is not actually necessary for a dream to be described as lucid. If you haven't experienced lucid dreaming yet, or think you haven't, it's compared to the present state of consciousness you're in now. And I found some exercises that can guide you through the facets of everyday life, things we barely pay attention to because the daily hustle and bustle. Using your senses, spend at least 60 seconds for each one, go through each one, and I got these um, from Exploring the World of Lucid Dreaming by Stephen LaBerge and Howard Ringgold. So we're going to start off with emotions. What are you feeling right now? The emotions, the difference, the difference between anger and happiness, excitement and serenity, 
Do you feel any other emotions? Does the emotions feel real? Emotions are is just energy in motion. Anger in motion. Sadness in motion. Happiness in motion. Then there is taste. Vividly remember the taste and substance of different foods. Become aware of what it what it tastes like. I've been watching um, the shelf shows, and I noticed that these shelves are so in tune with their taste, with their taste senses. They, I see them pick the food up and put it in their mouth, and they literally dissect every herb and spice an ingredient that is in this food and is able to name it. That is phenomenon. That is amazing. That means you are in sync. (laughs) You are aware. You are in tune. Okay, it's feel. Become aware of whatever feelings you have. Whatever you put your hands on. Is it sticky? Is it dry? Is it rough? Is it heavy? Is it solid? Do you feel pain? Sadness, the heat, the coldness. How does your body feel now? Has it ever felt this way? And I want you to know that um, our body seriously talks to us. When we have different aches and pains, that's our body telling us something. Telling us something. It can be health-wise and it also can be spiritual. I think I want to do um, an episode about that, about different areas, because I have back issues. My back is hurting, probably like the lower or the upper sometimes. Um, I was reading something, and matter of fact, I'm going to read it now, because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And so this is something that I found. Um about the spiritual meanings that if you have an ache in your body. So I'm just going to do an example of one. I'm going to do an entire show on this, but this is just an example. The upper back pain represents emotional insecurity. Doing is very important to you. It's your way of showing and giving love to others. That's me all day. If someone does something for you, you feel loved and secure. However, your back pain might provide you the perfect excuse to do everything to do to not do everything for others as you may fear that by doing too much others won't help you anymore you expect a lot from others and when you and when your expectations are not met you may feel you have a lot on your back you have difficulty asking for help or support from others when you do finally decide to do so and don't receive the help you feel stuck and your back worsens and that is completely me all day every day and so listen to your body and guess and the the website i got this from is called listen to your body okay the next one is smell come into awareness about what you smell cigarettes incense perfume odor from your body earth onions Outside, imagine as many things as you can. Imagine these things, how they smell. Without pay attention to if you smell these things and you're not even around them. 
The next one is thoughts. Be aware of your thoughts. What are you thinking? Is it positive thinking? Is it negative thinking? Is it self-doubting? Are you going back in the past? Are you thinking about the past? Are you thinking wholly about yourself? What are you thinking about at this very moment? Is your thoughts, is it your thoughts or someone else's? You have to be good at discerning what are your thoughts and what is someone else's thoughts. We pick up others' thoughts all the time. Um, What have you been thinking about doing this exercise? Next one is look. Look around. What do you see? Do you notice the colors, the movements, shapes, its vividness, the dimensionality? We don't want to take our time to do these things. We don't take this time to just absorb and be in the now. We're always in the past or in the future. We're never in the now. That's how things manifest when you stay in the now. The next one is breathing. Focus on your breathing, a phenomenon that you are not conscious of doing until right now. Hold your breath, exhale, inhale while you are conscious of it now. You could deliberately control your breathing, much like how you go into meditation. That's exactly how meditation is. Well, that's one of the exercises. There's many exercises you can do with meditation. You can focus on your breath. You can watch a candle light flame. You can put on music as what you're listening to now. Um, white noise is good. Um, you can do the different hurts, relaxation, the focus, whichever you need help with. You can apply it to your meditation. Next one is listen. Pay attention to what you are hearing right now. Register the numerous sounds that your ear is picking up. Our ear is very magical. Look at all the different sounds it's picking up listening to this Zen music right now. There's so many elements. The rain. You hear the night. sounds very very beautiful it's very relaxing helps the kids relax too so the next one is I know and understand that in your world our senses taste touch and feel are basics to our experience but it is not who we truly are you are a multi-dimensional being and you are not always aware of it be aware that it is you who is aware that is going through the experience. Stop blaming it on the devil and God. You took that gun and you shot that person. You took that pencil and that pen and you wrote that book. Of course, we have God within us. We also have the devil within us. So you can't keep blaming things on external forces when you already have those, (laughs) when you have them inside of you. Next, Moving on, awareness of awareness. Become aware of your awareness. Normally, awareness focuses on objects outside of ourselves, but it can it, it, it but it can itself be an object of awareness. 
in the light of extraordinary experiences we seem to be dis distinct and limited centers of awareness each alone in our inner worlds in the light of eternity mystics tell us we are ultimately all one the unlimited awareness that is the source of being here experience cannot be adequately expressed by language and i don't think that it is i don't even like talking anymore i just feed off people's energy if your energy matches then there's no need for an introduction because i we've already met each other <laughs> i am not going to go too deep but you know you know what i mean so let's talk about children dreaming. Did I say my children are always in my dreams? No matter what's going on, it can be chaotic, it can be romance, it can be a wet dream. It don't matter what it is, these children are somewhere in my dream. Somewhere. Like, like do you not have your own dreams? Like, like I can't even have a break in the astral realm? Really? Ugh. They just love their mommy. They just love their mommy and they want to be with me. Wherever I go, literally. I was my mom's shadow, but I was only one. Now I have five that's right behind me. <laughs> it's amazing. So let's talk about children and dreaming. Infants have a lot of REM sleep. Psychologist David Folks studied children from tots to teens. He brings them to a lab and he let them fall asleep and he wakes them up three times. He wakes them up during the REM sleep and sometimes during the NREM, which stands for non-rapid eye movement. REM is rapid eye movement, which is the dreamless state. He asks the children, he asks the children to describe what they saw. And basically, kids have kid dreams. And it depends on their age. As the children grow, so does their dreams. Toddlers' dreams are much like snapshot shots. They're not like the adults where ours is playing like literally a movie. It's more Theirs is more like a slideshow. They feature animals and other familiar sights like images of people eating. They may dream about their parents. Just little baby dreams. They dream like they probably dream about shapes and and circles and and little weird little people and fairies and and the astral world and the spirits and they probably have like the most most profound dreams. Like seriously, because they're not bombarded with television and the music and they're not bombarded with all that like adults are. That's why we have nightmares. We got so much stuff on our head. It's just utterly ridiculous. It's just, it's just good to know that our babies don't have nightmares. I think that once they start, you know, watching TV and everything, that's when nightmares come. But um, this is all I have for dreams today. I definitely would like to do more parts to this because there's so much more that I can add to this. But I'm not going to hold you guys up unless you have beautiful things that you have to manifest beautiful people that you have to see i hope that everyone is having a great day i hope that you're living the best life that you possibly can i hope that you're filled with love and positivity i hope that you are working on making your dreams come true 
I hope you have someone that is surrounded by you that loves you. And if they don't, I love you. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. I appreciate you for listening. Join me next time. Have a great day or night, depending where you are in the world. And remember, your reality is created from your thoughts and beliefs. You want to change your reality? Change your thoughts. It's just like that. Peace, love, and light.